0: Hello and welcome to the daily study of the Way of Mastery. Today, I'm so excited for what we're going to cover. We are diving back into Lesson Four, following the thread of desire, Section Five, titled "Hold on, let me turn a couple pages back." An exercise in trusting desire, and I love this because when any time Joshua talks about his life in that lifetime as a man, um, that we've been, you know. Taught and known as Jesus the Christ. I love it. I find it really fascinating and exciting. So here we go. And if you've been missing, if this is your first episode, definitely go back um, because we're diving in. And um, yeah, so just don't want anyone to be lost. <clears throat> here we go. Jeshua continues in section 18, paragraph 18, 19, 20, and 21 is what we're going to look at. And Jeshua says, I had to do the same. For I began to notice that there was a thread of desire in my heart to create some form of demonstration that would be so overwhelming that anyone, and that's italicized, who turned their attention to it could not help but be reminded that there is something far greater to life than living to survive and surviving just to live. Even when I was young, I began to get glimpses at first, they were fleeting. Something was compelling me. And as I learned to trust desire, the pictures became clearer and clearer. So I love this. Jeshua's, you know, he's, he's giving us this exercise. He's, he's helping, educating us around a process that can help unlock things for us and open up things to us. Desire and the thread of God and the heart of God and living as God wants to express through us. And he's saying, I did the same. Like These things he was taught. So he's saying, I had to do the same. I began to notice there was a thread of desire in my heart to create some form of demonstration that would be so overwhelming that anyone who turned their attention to it could not help but be reminded that there's something far greater to life than living to survive. Uh, amazing. In my notes, I wrote crucifixion and miracles. And that, as we'll learn, that was one of the main teachings of the crucifixion is I'm not the body. You can do whatever you want to the body, but that's not what I am. And that's not what you are either. So be not afraid for I have overcome the world, meaning this fear of survival, the external focus on all the things of what I need to get and what I need to protect both outside my possessions and but also protect inside of myself to show that I'm worthy, to show that I'm deserving, that I need to survive. And he's saying, I want to create a some – that's the cool thing. It's like some form of demonstration. I didn't know what it was, but it. I felt this calling inside of me to create a demonstration that no one could ignore when they saw it. It was impossible to ignore, that it would touch them at the core. That they couldn't ignore it. Anyone. didn't matter your race, your creed, your belief system. I – I felt a calling inside to create a demonstration that anyone who saw it was reminded that there was something more than survival. Wow. And he says, when I was young, I started to get glimpses. At first they were fleeting, but something was pulling me. And as I learned to trust desire, the pictures became clearer and clearer. Now, think, like, look at the words. The words are important. You know we're kind of taught that Jesus came in like knowing he was who he was. But he's saying, "I learned this, which means, in my what I would think, is that he didn't always know it consciously. Maybe, you know, I think all at the soul level, we all know. But in this awakening process, we come through the veil of forgetfulness incarnate in a body in this seemingly 3D world of separation that the desk is over there and I'm over here, even though we're learning it's all energy. It's all the same substance. But he's saying, I learned to trust desire, which to me implies he didn't maybe didn't always trust his desires, just like we don't always. And So he's giving us a process that he's done himself. This shatters this whole idea that, you know. That we're taught that he was like this perfect pristine never sinned never had sex never had kids you know never had an impure thought like jeshua saying "I'm, i'm i'm you're like me i'm like you and i'm showing you a way and so jeshua continues in those moments of revelation when i was still but a teenager i saw myself standing on hilltops surrounded by multitudes And I marveled at the words that came through my mouth. I saw glimpses and pictures of being loved by millions. I saw pictures and things that I could not even comprehend because they were literally pictures of what I am doing now. And how could a teenager living in Judea 2,000 years ago have any way of comprehending the use of the technologies of your modern world in which to communicate love? It made no sense to me. But still, I decided to trust it. Ho, oh, Nelly. I love that. And when I saw that word revelation, I underlined it. I put a big heart above it. Because that makes me think about revelation breathwork. Like that's why it's called, or it wanted to be called, revelation breathwork. Because it is the revelation of this. That's what. That's the energy of revelation breathwork. It's not just about the breathing technique. You can do this breathing technique anywhere. It's the energy underneath it. It's the intention of it that is important to in in, to me. That I want to be in these kinds of spaces and fields with these intentions. And so that's why it's called Revelation Breathwork. So if you haven't checked it out and you're curious about it, check it out. It might be for you. It might not be for you. But I just wanted to share that, that word revelation. All of a sudden, since this kind of couple, you know, when we started Revelation Breathwork has just a deeper connection with me. So he says, when I was a teenager doing this process, closing my eyes and asking myself, what does my heart desire? What do I truly want? I saw myself standing on hilltops surrounded by multitudes, as a teenager, and I marveled at the words that came through my mouth. I saw glimpses and pictures of being loved by millions. Think about that. and I, I'm just thinking out loud. maybe i'm you know maybe I'm projecting my own human insecurities onto Joshua. That's totally possible. And I wonder if he was like, oh, like who who the hell am I to be speaking in front of millions of people? Oh my gosh. Like just having the thought, not saying that he was – not even saying like, oh, he believed that thought and let it crush the desire. Probably absolutely not. But just noticing it, noticing that thought come up. Who am I to be the leader of millions? And maybe not even a leader, but who am I to – you know, that millions are going to want to hear from me? I'm just the son of a carpenter, right? Maybe that popped in and knowing Jeshua, he brought himself back to the desire and allowed it to be like stoked like a fire. He says, I saw pictures and things my brain couldn't even comprehend because they're things I'm doing now in this modern world. Imagine a teenager living in Judea 2,000 years ago having any way of comprehending the technologies of your modern world in which to communicate love, the Internet, through books, transcription of books and podcasts, this right now. Imagine the, telling a teenager in Judea 2,000 years ago, well, yes, yeah, stuff that you say uh, is going to be transmitted in a book, and then some guy is going to read this book and feel so inspired, and he's going to then uh, you know, start talking about it into a thing called a phone, which is connected to all the information in every other phone in the world. Like It's just your brain can't comprehend it. But what he says is it made no sense. But I still decided to trust it because it was coming up from within this well of desire. How many times when we have – now I'm bringing it back to you. How many times when you have that heart's desire in you, do you question it? Do you doubt it? Do you doubt your own ability to just follow it and not even like, oh, I believe I can make it happen. Like, no, I, I I don't even see a way. I don't even understand that. I don't really trust it because I don't see. We want to trust the things we see and we know. We want the proof first, right? And Jeshua was saying, you don't, that's, you don't have to do it that way. You can do it that way, but it's probably not going to lead you where you want to go. So he's sharing these these images, these feelings, these glimpses as he just stayed with this process of allowing his desire and looking at it with innocence. And he continues, a part of that thread was the recognition that death is unreal. Therefore, I thought that I ought to be able to create a demonstration that would prove it. Now, think about that for a moment. If that thought was born in you and you tried to share it with the world, would you not be told that you were crazy to dare to think a thought so out of line with everything the world believes? But because I followed the thread of desire, I began to realize that it kept speaking to me day after day and week after week. It wanted to grow. It wanted to be nourished and nurtured. And finally, I decided I'm going to allow that thread to be nurtured. I'm going to discover where it takes me and what it is all about. and I just had to pause for a moment because it's this this well of emotion and love in that decision. hot damn, and I guess I want that too. I want that 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 that, that courage, that knowing that feeling of of utter trust and safety that if I follow my heart's desire that it is enough and that it's good and it's and it's of the divine wanting to express itself in full faith. So let's look at this again, just looking at the words, a part of that thread. And what he's talking about is this idea of he the desire in his heart to create some form of demonstration that could not be ignored by anyone who saw it. To remind them that there's something greater than life. Greater to life than just surviving in a body. And he says a part of that thread was the recognition that death is unreal. Now our ego mind, our body identification mind, freaking hates that. Freakin' says that's stupid that's not real that's a pie dream pie in the sky dream that's not reality reality is that we're gonna die that's a nature of reality and we got to avoid it for as long as possible and something in Jeshua's heart wanted to demonstrate this in an undeniable way out of love to free us from this imprisoned thinking. And he says therefore I thought that I I should I ought to be able to create a demonstration that would prove this. If it's in my heart, I should be able to do something to show people. And and we're using should not in a bad way like oh I should with judgment. No, he's like okay, if it's here, that means it's possible. That means it's 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 possible and I can do it. Now, think about that. If that thought was born in you, that death is unreal, and you could do something, a demonstration to show others that they would, it would be undeniable to them, and you tried to share that with the world, people would think you're freaking nuts because that's not what the world believes in. And he says, but because I followed that thread of desire, I just kept showing up and following it and feeling into it and allowing it. And to go back to his previous part of the exercise, any obstacles that came up in that he probably would acknowledge that they're there, just see them, maybe feel whatever needed to be felt, let it pass and move back to following that thread of desire. I began to realize that it kept speaking to me. It wouldn't go away day after day and week after week, calling and calling and calling and growing and growing within me. It wanted to be nurtured. There's that same seed inside of you. And it may not be the same desire as Jeshua's to demonstrate that death is unreal. It may be something else. Look at your life right now. What are the challenges that you're going through? The challenges are not in the way. They are the way. And as you overcome the challenges, not by changing your circumstance outside in the world, but by the internal healings and shifts and remembrances inside of yourself. For example, for me, I talk about this all the time. It's just an easy, quick example. When I got hacked and I lost lots of money, I got hacked, my phone got hacked, and somebody stole lots of money from my accounts. That's not in the way of my abundance. That is the way for me to see through the illusion that my source does not come from the The digits in my bank account or my whatever accounts, it doesn't. It comes from God and God is within me. it it, it comes from within me that if i that if I quote unquote, created that abundance, why couldn't I just create it again? And who says what's the rule that says it has to take as long or be as much work to create the same amount of abundance? That's just a limitation of the mind. Who says in what form it needs to show up? Well, I worked for 10 years to save that money, so I guess I got to work another 10 years to save that money. That's limiting God. That's limiting the quantum field where all things are possible. There is no – there are no limits. So who knows that tomorrow I couldn't come up with an idea that became a million-dollar idea within six months or a year and all that money plus some was returned to me realizing but it comes from the realization and the and not even the conviction like it's a belief over something else just the realization and the knowing that abundance that source that prosperity comes from within you it comes from god because god is not limited and neither are you so maybe that's your seed maybe that's my seed that i'm here to share my story to awaken that abundance truth consciousness in others to see beyond the ways that we limit it and look at your heart's desires those are your seeds it doesn't have to be the same as jeshua not neither is any better or worse than the other and 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 here's where i want to go real quick so he says because i followed that thread of desire I began to realize it was speaking to me day after day week after week it wanted to grow it wanted to be nurtured and the next The next word is key, because he says, finally, I decided. And we'll get to what he's what he decided. But finally, do you know what that means? And I just it brings up so much emotion within me because I can relate. To feeling this call over and over and over again. Pulling and pulling. And resisting it. The pain of resisting your heart's desires. Because you don't believe you're worthy. Or you don't believe it's possible. Or you don't believe it's deserving. Or no one else can see it. That resistance to the calling. But he says, finally, I decided. Finally, I said yes to it. It was just a decision, a courageous, loving decision. And he says, I'm going to allow that thread of desire to be nurtured, which means he hadn't been allowing it to be nurtured. He heard it. He heard the call. But he hadn't allowed it to grow within him really to the places where it wanted to go. This is the same for us. His journey is no different than us. And he's sharing his experience to inspire us to know that it's all these things and more you shall do, he says. Finally, I decided. I'm going to allow that thread to be nurtured, and I'm going to discover where it takes me. I'm not trying to control it. I'm going to discover where it takes me and what it's all about. It was, as we talked about in an episode or two before that, full surrender to it. Full and whole surrender and faith in following the heart's desire with innocence I wonder where this is going to take me, not how is this going to affect me to pay my bills and my job and my family and am I going to survive and be safe? All things, hey, I've got four kids. I don't want to just you know, throw it all away tomorrow and start over. I don't want to, but maybe that's – and I don't think that's what's calling me right now but if that's calling you are you willing to trust it are you willing to finally allow it to be nurtured through you and know that you you will be supported and safe because it's god wanting to express through you and god's not going to leave you to hang out to dry to fight through it to survive while you do it and i would and and so just thinking about this that there's this this desire within jeshua to, in an undeniable way, be a demonstration for others that anyone who sees could not deny that there's something beyond survival mode and living just to survive. And part of that being that death is unreal. You don't think a part of him knew that to prove that death is unreal, he needs to die, his body needs to die, because if everybody's so focused on the body as who they are, How else are you going to prove that death is unreal? It's got to involve the physical body. It has to. So you don't think that maybe that was what he was resisting. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. That's what I would resist. (laughs) Oh, shit. If I keep following this thread of desire and let it grow and grow within me, it's going to mean the end of my body. And while I know that I'm not my body, there's a part of me that's freaking out. And finally, I decided to, to allow that desire. I was willing to trust it wholly and completely. What an act of faith, of courage, of love, of trust. And I'm gonna discover where it takes me and what it's all about at any, at any quote-unquote cost because I know it's not going to really cost me anything. I know I can't really lose anything, even if I lose my body. So anchored in that faith, anything is possible. And when we follow our heart's desire, we are led to the thing that we are meant to demonstrate. So when you're like, yeah, anything's possible. Well, I'm 42 years old, I'm six foot, 200 pounds, I'm not making it to the NBA at this point in my journey. Like, that's not possible. I don't care how much I train, I don't care how much I believe, and maybe that alone is me believing it's not possible. I don't think it's possible, even if I did everything. But that's not really my heart's desire. That's the thing. We each have different heart's desires. And I do believe with every fiber of my being that what, what seeds are planted in us, our desires of our heart, are not only possible, but they're our destiny in a way. They're, they're from what Jeshua is sharing with us, they're God wanting to express itself through us. So, of course, it's not only it's possible, it's like it's the oak tree in the acorn it's it's a must if you're willing to allow it and surrender fully to it so holy smokes this is our longest episode i knew it was going to be long um so beautiful if you need to or just want to listen to this bookmark this somewhere and in your moments of doubt on your journey of of allowing your heart's desire it's okay to have doubt it's okay to be afraid and keep showing up and if you need a little boost you need a reminder you need some inspiration bookmark this and listen to this episode because jeshua said finally i decided i'm going to allow that thread to be nurtured i'm going to discover where it takes me and what it's all about even if it means the end of this physical body. And that could be the demonstration that shows anyone who looks upon it that there is more than mere survival. I love you guys. I love this work. I love sharing it with you. Uh, If you get value from this, like, subscribe, share with someone else who you think might get value from it. Send me a note, hello at revelationbreathwork.com. Let me know you're out there. I'll give you a shout-out in one of the episodes, and uh, we'll see you next time.